Well, that was quite a long reading. And I know a lot of times after a long reading, you expect a short homily. <laughs> Forget it, it ain't going to happen. But I do have a question for you. What if some stranger came into this church and asked us to describe God? How would we do that? How would we describe God to someone who comes here and says, please describe this God for me? How would you describe God? Supreme being. Loving, merciful, merciful, loving. That's how God shows his love for us, is through his mercy and his forgiveness. Anything else? Forgiving. Okay, that's part of God's mercy. I think if you put all this together, I have a different way that I would describe God. I would describe God as crazy. Now, I am not talking about a psychological pathology slang word. What I'm saying is that this God is crazy in love with us and will do whatever God needs to do to affect our lives. Now let's look at some of the readings this morning a little bit. We in that reading from the book of Exodus, okay? Now, we look at the whole picture of things. Here is God who went to great extremes to free the Israelites from their Egyptian captives. They were slaves. So we did, we did the plagues, right? We went into the desert. He opened up the, 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 the Red Sea so they could get across safely. He fed them. He hydrated them with water. He blessed them and, led, and started to lead them towards this promised land, this path of fulfillment. And then what did they do? They turn against God. They literally slap God in the face. And as you know, as the story continues, they make this golden calf that they've made. And this becomes their idol. This becomes their God. So God gets angry. I don't know about you, I'd get a little miffed too. But what happens here? God gets so angry, he says, you know, I'm, I'm going to do something. I'm going to destroy these people. We're going to start them over again. But what happens? Now remember in the, in the Old Testament, many times, you know, Jesus, or God says, I am your God, you are my people. And then he goes to Moses and says, I need you to free my people. Now, all of a sudden, the word changes. God talks to Moses and says, these are your people. That's what he says. So Moses then, all of a sudden, represents the Israelite nation. And the wonderful thing about what takes place between Moses and God, and this is prayer, this is truly prayer, Moses had an open, honest relationship with God that he was not afraid to speak to God and to sort of say, you sure you want to do that? Why don't we look at this and see? Let's get them back on the right path. So through the honest relationship 
that Moses had with God, God relented. God then again showed his mercy. Ultimately, after many years, the Israelites were sent and entered into the promised land. Okay? Now, what else happens as we get into the New Testament, particularly the Gospel? Jesus is trying to tell us, by the shepherd who finds the lost sheep, by the woman who finds the coin, that this is God going after who has been lost, or what has been lost. And when that lost is found, there is great joy and rejoicing. What it says is God doesn't give up on us. And we see that most succinctly in the story of the prodigal son. Now what happens, and now you know the father in this story is God the father. The prodigal son goes up to him, this young man, and to 2,000 years ago, to go up to his father and say, I want my inheritance, literally means I'm going to turn my back on you. I don't want you anymore. You are out of my life. And so, father gave him his inheritance. And so this man leads. Where does he go? Well, he goes down a wrong path, doesn't he? He goes down the path of sinfulness. He goes down the path that takes him away from his father, the reality of who his father is. Ultimately, he comes to his senses. He hits rock bottom, so to speak. And then he realizes, you know, I did something very wrong here. I need to go back to my father and I will tell him, I am so sorry, and please don't call me your son anymore. Just, just let me serve at your farm, at your home. And so what happens? He comes back, and this father sees him a long distance. See, God never loses sight of us. God is always looking towards us. And then he runs out and greets his son halfway. And his son confesses. And that's what we need to do when we sin. We all sin. We all fall short of what we can do. We need to be able to accept, oh yes, I'm a sinner. I did this, and Lord God, I'm sorry. But we have to first admit that we have sinned. That we have strayed away from the path, the journey of faith which keeps us in union with Almighty God. But what is he does? God is excited. The Father. Oh, son, you're back. Put a ring on him. Put clothing, sandal. He says, put his faith back on this man. Put his relationship back with me, back on him with a ring and the clothes and the sandals. And now let's celebrate that he is with me again. And then there's goes in and there's celebration. How often in our lives do we walk away from God? How often in our lives do we take a turn on that path which leads us astray, away from God? 
And how open are we to turn around and believe that our merciful Father is there to forgive us, to offer us that new life again, to put us back on that journey, that path towards fulfillment and wholeness of life. You know we do that every time we come to Mass. We come back into this church and we're walking, we're on that journey, coming towards God. The very first part of the Mass is our penitential rite, where our sins we place before God, and then Father reads and prays the absolution. So we realize we come into this church as sinners, and sins removed. We've been made right again with God our Father. And then what happens as we continue our Mass? The most visible sign of God's love and mercy, our God crazy in love with us, is the very presence of Jesus Christ on the altar. Just as Jesus Christ died on the cross for you and me, showing God's love, showing God's mercy, extending God's mercy. And when we come to that communion, to that Eucharist, to that sacrament, then we are reinforced in our forgiveness. We are reinforced so that when we leave this Mass, our journey continues to be with God the Father. There isn't anything you and I can do that can keep us eternally away from God. As long as we recognize who we are, that we are sinners, that we fall short in our lives, but we also know that we can turn back to our God who is Father, who is forgiver, who is lover, who is merciful, who is life-giving. This God who is crazy in love with you and with me. And in the name of the Lord Jesus, I bid you peace.